Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Queer Christian Conversations with me, your host, Coach Yema. Today, we are talking about practical steps on how to eliminate fear and doubt. You know we all have been podcast listeners. You don't know this. If you have missed it, please come to the Instagram page and get the last few videos that I haven't been able to upload. But we're going to be talking about practical steps to eliminate, <clears throat> eliminate fear, shame, and doubt because I've been helping you all really see how your mind, your subconscious works and so that you can do this in a practical way because it's easy for you know people to come on and say get rid of fear and get rid of get rid of doubt and get rid of shame and you know uh those are all antiquated ideas you don't have to hold on to that anymore or what we talked about last week is go to years and years and years and years and years of counseling <laughs> before you can get rid of that and it doesn't take years and years of counseling okay it takes you understanding how your mind works it takes you understanding how your brain works right the power of your subconscious mind, how God created you, because the, the foundation of what we talk about here is Romans 12, 1 and 2, where the scripture says, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind and your brain are not the same thing, okay? So I'm going to be giving you steps and really, I want to help you really see what's been stopping you because I've been doing so much beautiful study with God this week and it's just been so powerful. And as I'm studying, God is giving me keys on how to help you even more because my question always to God is how can we do this faster? <laughs> because this is not something that should be taking us years. I really truly, truly don't believe that. It took me 15, right? And that was a lot of, I wouldn't say wasted years, but that was a lot of time that I could been doing exactly what I'm doing now. If I had accepted, let's, it's not even 15 years ago, excuse the mic for hitting it. Um, it's not even 15 years ago. It's how long is it? It's been 17 years, child, because I've been doing this for two years now, going on three. So it's been about 17, 18 years that it took me to get to where I am now. And it shouldn't take you that long. And what I do with my clients, it takes 90 days, baby, okay? 90 days for us to get you where you are. So here's the thing. Um, let me tell you how my last week was, okay? Because I told you all, one of your coaches from Instagram, her and I met in person for the first time, okay? Uh, last week, it was a pleasure um, having her here in Mexico and being a, a host and helping her, you know, navigate her birthday, do all those things. So it was it was really nice. I learned a lot of lessons because um, this is the first person that I have officially met offline. I don't know even if should I say officially met offline because how else would I meet them? I don't know. Okay. So this is the first, first person I've met offline. And what I know is I want to do more of that with my clients and the people that I help. Okay. I really want us to get in physical space with each other and heal together. So that's something that I learned that I actually do want to do more of. I came to Mexico with the idea of wanting to do um, retreats and things like that, but I've been here for about a year now. Oh my gosh. In eight days, I would have been in Mexico. I'm going to be in Mexico for one year already. Okay. I came with that idea to want to do that, but life happened and it didn't happen um and so that's something i'm super excited about another lesson that i learned while on um doing the hosting with um 
one of your coaches that came down here is maybe not every um, historical site I need to go to. <laughs> so this is what happened, okay? And then we're going to get into, I'm going to put you on my business and then we're going to get into the teaching, right? So in Mexico, in Playa del Carmen, um, in the, on the Yucatan Peninsula where is where I'm living, there is a historical site called Chichen Itza. Okay, it's a, a pyramid, it's one of the seven wonders of the world. It's actually mathematically, scientifically, really, really super cool um, with the acoustics and the things that are happening there. But the history of it was not my vibe, okay? So I took pictures in front of this pyramid and when I got home, I did the research on what happened there and it was a lot of human sacrifices and sacrificing children. And immediately my brain went to the Old Testament, right? Of a, Sorry for hitting the mic again. Went to the Old Testament of all the things that God was like, why are you sacrificing your children and you're sacrificing people? And these things never crossed my mind. And so guess what I did? I went through and deleted all of those pictures. Because why? I don't want that in my phone. Okay. Hello, Queer and Godly. I don't want, I don't want a picture of me next to in a spiritual place where they sacrifice people. I just didn't want it. And so that's the first time I've ever done that. And it was really a learning um, process for me because it was just interesting to see where I am spiritually and where I draw the line. Like everything is not, everything is not a tourist attraction for me personally, right? Um, I saw a couple of people like praying to it, which at the time when I was there, I was like, oh, that's really nice. Like they're praying to the whatever, right? Took some time and sat on the grass and just like took in, you know, the experiences but then when I got home and I did like the full research, because we went there because um, the person I was hosting really wanted to go see this place. Um, it was like an a important spiritual uh, part of their trip here. Right. And for me, when I look back, I was like, I don't want to I don't want to do this. <laughs> I was like, this is not for me. So I went I went in and deleted it. OK, so that's just a little bit of tea on what I've been up to. So let's get into the teaching today. So here's what I here's what we're going to be talking about today. Hello, Crystal. How are you? So when it comes to renewing your mind and uh, getting yourself to a place of where you eliminate fear, doubt, shame, all of those things. Number one, it takes effort, right? But not hard work. It takes effort and it takes time. And the way that your brain works, right? Hello, Joy. The way that your brain works is our brain, our mind, okay? Our mind has two parts. We have the conscious brain and we have the subconscious brain, okay? The subconscious brain, if you don't know, handles 95% of the way that you're living your life right now, right? The 5% is your conscious brain, but... This uh, subconscious brain is subservient to your conscious brain. So your conscious brain is the dictator of what happens in your subconscious, right? So if you don't know that is true, 
right? You feed your conscious brain with a whole lot of junk, right? Why do you think when we're on social media, if you haven't heard it before, your feed, okay, your wall, your feed is what you're feeding your conscious brain with. And the more you repeat what you're feeding yourself with, it becomes a dominant thought. It gets accepted into your subconscious, okay, as a true statement or as a, as a true way of being. And then your life, because your subconscious reflects back to you what you put in it, right? So your conscious mind, the 5% of your brain that you are in control of, right? You're feeding with it with all this doubt, all of this anger, all of this pain, all of these ideas that it takes forever to heal, that, oh my gosh, the whole world is against you, da 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 da, -da. hey, cuz, how you doing, right? You keep feeding yourself with all of these things, you, it drops into your subconscious, and then your life starts to look a lot like what you've been feeding yourself with. Personal example, I'm Liberian, if you don't know, okay, that's in West Africa. On Facebook, <laughs> there are Liberian. No, I'm not even gonna use that. I'm gonna use the Real Housewives. Okay, which one should I use? I'll use the I'll use the the talk shows. There's talk shows on Facebook, uh, Liberian talk shows that last three four hours. And this is my downtime. Is what I do. Okay, I hang out on these talk shows. And what I found two years ago, and I find this all the time, no matter what I'm watching, if I'm watching it and binge watching it consistently, I'm going to see it show up in my life, right? So, but this was just a very clear um, instance of it. I'm watching these shows and there's a continual topic about infidelity, breakdowns of relationships, all of these things like bad, evil friends who are not good to you. And I'm constantly consuming, hey, Coach C, I'm constantly consuming this information about bad friends and, and partners who are not faithful and things falling apart. I wasn't in a relationship when I started, but when I got into a relationship, guess what got repeated and reflected in my reality? All of the things that I kept feeding myself that dropped down into my subconscious and reflected back into my reality. So this is how our brain, this is how your mind works. This is the beauty when Psalms 139 says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God has made you this way to make your life easier. The system works no matter what you put in it. So if you put in negative things, you're going to get reflected back to you in your reality, negative things, right? Exactly, because you are what you eat spiritually, okay? Um, when it comes to, let's talk about, for example, money, right? In the church, they say, sow the seed, tithe. Once you sow a physical seed, God's going to physically show up and show out, right? In your finances, there's going to be abundance, okay? But people are sowing physical money seeds, but the seeds that they have implanted in their minds are of lack and limitation and not enough and things never work out and I can never find a job, right? So all the while, they're doing these physical things because someone is telling them that, but their dominant thought is one of lack. And that's why lack is constantly being reflected in their reality because it's like church people are the brokest people, <laughs> right? And then we have church people are the sickest people. Why are we the sickest people? Because we're binging on sickness all of the time, especially in America. Every single commercial is about a, a pill to do this and to do that. And then we wonder why we're a generation that is 
on medication, like so much more than our previous generation is not that because new things are popping up is because we keep feeding ourselves with this bull crap all the time. And it just is what it is. Okay. You can feel how you want to feel about it. That's fine. But I'm trying to give you the key here on how to set yourself free when it comes to your faith and your sexuality. So let's bring it to your faith and your sexuality, right? Growing up, our subconscious mind and our conscious mind, right, are in complete agreement because of survival. So what do we hear? We believe, right? As a child, you learn how to speak your language. There was no conflict. Your, your, your conscious mind said, this is how you say hi. Your subconscious picked it up and said, oh, we're going to learn this language and this is going to be easy, right? It's in complete agreement. It's a, you are a storehouse or a, 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 resi a reservoir of faith, right? Your conscious mind and subconscious mind are in complete agreement, okay? So when you're in church and the preacher says, God made man and woman and man and woman shouldn't be together, your child brain said, yes, that's true. Put it in the subconscious, right? Now you grew up and you start to realize um, what they're telling me, I'm a, I'm different from that, right? I, uh, I like the same gender or I'm not the gender that I'm in. This is not really who I am. So a part of you starts to relay this information, but your subconscious mind has been so filled with that dominant thought that this is not okay, and then the conflict begins, right? And so you, in your conscious mind, are trying to make sense of it, but still the dominant thought and belief that you have, because once it drops into your subconscious, that's a belief, right? So your dominant belief keeps saying, this is, hey, VIP Toya, keeps saying, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. You get to people like me and Coach C, right? And we're like, it's okay, and you can be, you know, you can be yourself. And your dominant thought keeps saying, no, that can't be true. Your conscious mind is like, yeah, it kind of makes sense logically. I can see, you know, God is supposed to be love and da, 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 right? But your subconscious keeps saying no, because it's a dominant belief that took time and repetition to create, right? Because you accepted as true what you heard when you were younger. So in order to change this up and change that subconscious mind, you have to believe that what we're telling you is true. And it's hard to believe that it's true because of the mountain, okay? The ice, the underneath of the iceberg that's here. So the key for you is to figure out how do I get myself to a place where I believe this is true? Number one way, okay? Because the Bible was used as the authority and as the word of God, right? The Bible was used as the authority for pastors or parents. Whoever figures that we grew up with said, this is the Bible. This is what the Bible says. And this is true, right? So you need to use the Bible again to show you that it's actually true that God is affirming of you. That's why we have all of the work about clobber passages and da 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 da, da right? Because we're wanting to show you using the same instrument that was used to tell you that lie to show you what the real truth is. That's why there's so much work, even in my program of Confidently Queer, in the beginning, and it doesn't take long, it takes like it takes me three to four weeks to help you figure this out, okay? Of the truth to, to click that away from you. It's called um 
the way of changing your mind is called like uh, the argumentative way of adjusting that belief. There's all kinds of terms and all the stuff that I use, right? I'm trying to make it plain here so that you can get it at least try to begin to do the work or send me an email, not an email, send me a DM. Okay, let's have a conversation. We can actually get on a call and figure this out together. But here's the thing. You got to get yourself and understand what's going to help you believe what we're saying is true. Because the constant question that you keep asking is what if they're wrong? What if they're lying to me? So what is it going to take for you to believe that is true? When I get on the phone call with people, people, I ask them often, why haven't you just asked God if it's true or not? Why are you not asking God if it's true? Here's why. Because you're scared that God is going to sound like what they told you. And why is that? Because you don't know God. So what is going to trump? The scripture, because here's the thing, right? You use the scripture, you use the Bible, you dismantle all of it. Then you start to think, but if they can use it to justify enslaving people and being hateful and the colonization and all the imperialism that happened, right? Because we see, uh, I see on my feed on, on Facebook, all of my people I went to Bible college with posting uh, Queen Elizabeth next to all these, uh, her talking about Jesus. And I'm like, child, please, Okay. But if the Bible could be used to do all of that and tell me a lie, is it still being used now to tell me a lie? So now what trumps that? Because that can be limiting. Okay, so the bulk of Confidently Queer is what I'm about to tell you now, right? What trumps this is an experience. Okay, it is a supernatural, that's the fastest way to do it, is a supernatural encounter with God. So I get logically that this was a mistranslation. I get logically that 1946 is when they first used the word homosexuality. I get logically that back in the day, they didn't have an understanding of what sexuality is and romantic relationships. Logically, my analytical brain gets that. But this iceberg of belief is still telling me that I think you're lying to me. I don't know how to change that. Last week we talked about trauma and how trauma happened is the same way that truth, experiencing truth can happen. Let's do an example to make it easy, understandable. Think about Saul before he became Paul, right? In the Bible, we have a, you know, love hate relationship with Mr. Paul, but here's the thing. Saul was on a crusade to damage the church, right? To tear it down, tell them they're liars, this Jesus thing didn't happen. You lie, you lie, you lie, you lie, right? So what happened on the road to Damascus? He had an encounter with truth, with Jesus, okay? And from that encounter, everything changed because Paul knew the Bible better than all the other people, right? And that's why the writing of the, the New Testament, and we can, we can argue who wrote it and how all that happened, this is not this conversation, okay? We're just gonna go with the narrative that we know that that's dominant right now. So with that dominant narrative that Paul wrote these, he was able to write and dissect all of this because the knowledge of the Bible, but even greater the encounter with God, okay? We have to encounter God because God is the thing that's gonna trump what you believe about the Bible. So for me, right, I was scared to ask God too. <laughs> I was like, I don't want that because I was in a great relationship, honey. <laughs> I was enjoying my girlfriend. It was beautiful. It was amazing. I was in love. I was happy. 
there was there even a time um, in Bible college, right before it was like a year or two before I left, and this guy uh, was a missionary in Africa. And as far as everybody knew at the Bible college, I was single. So they were kind of like, uh, there was one of our CFO actually took us on a double date with her and her husband. I'm sitting in the car like, oh my God. I'm like texting my girlfriend like, does it happen? Because I couldn't say it, right? Um, but even in those instances, I didn't want to ask God because I was like, what if God tells me that this is wrong and maybe this is like supposed to be my husband I have to have married this guy like it was a lot and I didn't want to ask God but I had an encounter I had a supernatural experience and here's plainly what a supernatural experience is it's not let's demystify it okay it's a powerful emotional experience that you have with the spiritual divine world okay that is a shortcut to changing the subconscious. It happens instantly, okay? There's work and effort, effort in the way of remembering, remembering what happened, that'll change it, okay? Was that helpful? I know I said a lot because I just, I'm so full and I just wanna give it to y'all. And if it was like, if it was too much, please thought in my DM, let's have a conversation. Podcast listeners, um, the link is in the description here. Please go click on it, book a call with me. Let's have a conversation, okay? Questions, because that was a lot of talking. Questions that you have for me. What questions do you have, okay? Let's see here. What questions do you have for me? Drop it in the comments, all right? So um, a book that could help you in this process. Hello, Wendell. A book, that, a book that could help you really understand what I'm saying is called The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Joseph Mur Murphy. Um, you could also look up Dr. Caroline Leaf, who turned off my brain. That was so instrumental for me in the beginning. What is your at? I am Coach Yema Austin. So um, I think if you, hello, smart, good copy. If you drop down um, the, I think there's an arrow here. If you hit that, I think you can see my name so you can at me and see. Hello, everybody. Okay, so Jen, basically what we talked about today is a shortcut. It's the process of how you get to this place of where you're 100% confident, okay? And I just took you through all of the different minefields, right, that can happen along the way that would stop you, that actually keeps you in this loop of not believing, right? But there is a way, <laughs> there is a way to heal this. And maybe in your mind, you're thinking, okay, well, if they could do that to help me believe a lie, is this also a lie? How am I going to know? Because the emotions that you have are actually evident of what you're believing. So all this time that we we were, okay, I used to believe that God wasn't loving and God not loving of me and affirming of me. It felt, can I say it? It felt shitty, right? I had a lot of anxiety, so much. I would go to bed and wake up with all of this. Um, dating my girlfriend at the time, being in, a, in an environment where at any point we could see, you know, the people that I worked with and all of these things, there was tons, there was no freedom. I was so restricted. And there was a lot of physically, biologically, your biochemistry, there's a lot of cortisol, right? Which is the stress hormones that show up. And so your body is tight. 
your your breathing is shallow, you're not probably eating well, you're not sleeping well. It really does affect if you're on my email list, you receive this email from me either yesterday or you'll be getting it today where I really explain this to you. Um, it really does affect your life because we think that we can compartmentalize like, oh, um, I can deal with, you know, the fear and shame about my sexuality and then I'll be fine with my career and relationships with my, my friends. It's not true. It's not true at all. It affects all areas, right? And so freedom in one area of your life sets you free in pretty much almost all the other areas because there's only one truth, right? Which is that you're loved and that this is your body when it experiences love, when it, it ha when it encounters love, it's like your system goes, it hits like the green button, like system, all systems go, right? Everything starts to line up. It's like, finally, she found the truth. You start breathing better. Your shoulders are back. You're confident. You're waking up. You're in gratitude, right? It feels good. It feels so good, right? If you're not feeling good, you've missed something because the kingdom of God, what is, how do you know the evidence of the kingdom of God, right? There's joy. If you're not in joy in any area of your life, the kingdom of God is not evident. It's not, it's not, um, what's the word? It's not there. Okay. There's an E word I was thinking about, um, but it's not there. So what is the, the, um, joy and right joy and righteousness in the Holy spirit. I can't think of the scripture right now, the full thing, right? So that's the, that's the key to all of it. And if you're struggling, my beloved, okay, my beautiful, confidently queer nation, please, I am here to serve you. I am in my calling. Okay. I am in my gifting. This is what I do this is what I love. It's so yummy to me. Remember Jesus at the, at the well with the woman and the disciples came to him and said, you haven't eaten yet. What's going on? And Jesus says, you don't even know of the food that I eat on. Right. And what was the food? It was helping that woman and feeding her. And um, one of my favorite uh, scriptures is when the woman at the well, right? The Samaritan woman is telling Jesus, like, we're waiting for the Messiah. Oh, so powerful. I can feel it now. We're waiting for the Messiah. And Jesus says, I am he. Woo! Remember when he said, I'm he? to the, um, when they came to co uh, collect and ar arrest him and he said, I am he, and they all fell back. Child, please. That's power right there. Okay. All right. So that is it for today. My beloved, thank you so much for joining. This will be on the podcast. If my little recording situation worked out podcast listeners, thank you so much for listening. Please again, click the link in the description, book a call with me and make sure you are following me on Instagram. Love you all. See you next week. Bye.